When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, just really quick, wanted to remind you about our Patreon page. For just five bucks a month, you could support the show, and we really appreciate anyone who supports the show. But along with it, you get two weekly bonus episodes, plus access to all sound analyses we've ever done for Kanye. Um, if, and if you're going to join any week, this is the week to do it, I would say, because Chris has a pretty entertaining and revelatory story about Clay Z um, on Tuesday's episode. And if you don't know who Clay Z is, all the more reason to join our Patreon page because, wow, what a wild ride he is. Um, so, yep, patreon.com slash Kanye podcast. Uh, otherwise, enjoy the show. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep your love. I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Welcome to Watching the Throne. A lyrical analysis of Kanye West. My name is Chris Lambert. My name is Travis Bean, and I'm actually... I'm a little anxious right now because... Chris and I, like, as I mentioned in the, uh, the last episode we did, that I was really checked out this weekend. I was really busy, and I wasn't super paying attention to everything going on with Kanye, including the campaign rally, which, you know, I watched it this morning to prepare and everything. But um, I honestly don't really know how you feel about everything that happened. And I'm and <laughs> just based on, like, your tone, even just now, like, I'm kind of scared. I mean, it's – I think – the best summarization of how I'm feeling is from bound two and just like, I'm tired. You tired. (laughs) Kanye wept. Well, Um, you have a Kanye West podcast, so you're going to be really tired for the next like four months. Yeah. And it's, it's not even, it wasn't even just like, I mean, part of it was watching the campaign rally and just knowing like Mm -hmm. one, just seeing Kanye, whether it's like a mental health struggle or just a struggle with like going out there unprepared and trying to wing it in a way that he's been able to successfully do before, but I think always has backlash when he tries to do it, especially talking about like something as uh, like it's one thing to speak on like pop culture things or to speak about industries but politics is just like a whole other ball game for people and when he's going out and doing a similar thing speaking about politics like it's just the disappointment in some ways of watching him struggle through that while also worrying that he's struggling through something like more like in regards to mental health while also knowing that there are ideas in what he's saying that are concepts that are like interesting. I'm glad somebody's bringing them up. I agree with like aspects of them, but then also knowing how some of these things are being framed is just problematic or how many facts were just not facts. And just seeing this back and forth, it, it almost starts to feel like the, family member at thanksgiving that you like really love until you start talking about politics and it's not even that you love them less you're just like oh why can't why can't it be better than what it is yeah i mean i mean kind of is a paradox like there's so many good and bad things happening at something like this and you and you touched on the things that are frustrating I don't know. It's t- I mean, like, it, everything that happened to this event can't be encapsulated into like a single thought or phrase. So probably the best thing to do is just start working through like what was what they talked about or I guess like what was good and what was bad. Like 
did you think there was any good that came away from something like this? I mean, I liked... For me personally, it was refreshing to hear Kanye elaborate on some of the things from the Forbes interview because I right. think a lot of people found... I mean, there were people that were completely 100% happy with the Forbes interview. Uh, and then I think a lot, like you and me and others, that could see good ideas in some respects, but were also very, like, this is politically distant from where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, so for Kanye to talk about abortion and say he's not against... Uh, he's still for legalized abortion, but he would just go about de-incentivizing abortion through the incentiviz- incentivization of having a child. Uh, I like that concept, right? And it's nice to know that he still is forward-thinking and socially conscious in that regard. I feel like a lot of what he was trying to get at was still people-oriented and human-oriented, and that's something that's going to be reflected. He did the interview... Uh, with Chris Kalin. I think she's in South Carolina, of course, but she has a radio show and she got to talk with Kanye and uh, his policies that he listed out to her while there was still aspects of it, especially the separation of church and state that I still Mm -hmm. disagreed with. It's still a progressive platform in the way that aligns with a lot of ideas that I like. And even when he was talking about... uh, what was it on here? Like something with education mm-hmm. and other aspects. I'm like, yeah, this is this is good. I like these thoughts. And I like that he was trying to engage with the public and that I feel like most town halls end up being very curated and very scripted. Uh, either yeah. the people are screened beforehand or there's kind of a limit on what they can say or do. I liked how involved people got to be as part of this process And that that still is something that Kanye Hmm. tries to do by including people and not just, even though his, his ego is immense, right? Like he, there was literally no pedestal here. (laughs) Like he was on the level of everybody else. He was engaging with everybody else, even though it like turned into a shit show. And there are definitely things to point to. I just, I liked the concept of this and those ideas and how they like, come out but then at the same time you still have all of these frustrating moments yeah i actually that was my biggest takeaway from it because i i heard all the the hype and saw the headlines and had this idea of what this event must have been like but when you sit down to watch it i mean what you're watching is one of the most powerful black man in the country in the world like a major celebrity like a legit contender for president like if he he has a lot of money he can have a lot of backing he's got a lot of people who like him like this is a pretty big person to just be standing on a stage in front of like a few dozen people and answering questions like to me it seemed kind of unprecedented because you're right to me a town hall even if it's not completely planned out or scripted like there's um there's a certain decorum to a town hall like a like it feels a little safe for a candidate like nothing could really get too out of control towards Kanye you know he really threw himself into the chaos and said like hey I'm here to listen answer questions like I'm here to be challenged and Kanye challenged people back I guess as much of a shit show as it was you're right like there was something really refreshing in that sense because Kanye really stands against everything politics has become, which is, you know, it's it's cut down to this little nice bite-sized uh, little slogan that can make you feel good about what their plans are. And like, I'll do this, I'll do that. And they won't end up doing half of it. Like, I don't know. There was just something about Kanye that felt very real in maybe a both good and bad way. But like overall, like that to me, that's pretty refreshing. Yeah, which that was the exact word I used in a tweet, which probably could have been like contextualized better. I just said, like, if you agree or disagree with Kanye, like at least this format and like people talking is like, despite the chaos, like refreshing. Mm. And I was the amount of like anger that came at that and the amount of like flack that came from that 
people mm-hmm. saying like I'll praise anything that Kanye does that I can't criticize him like that there's nothing refreshing about a mental breakdown in front of a bunch of people um I'm pretty removed from just like admiring the format <laughs> and what the yeah. format was which I guess gets back to like one of the major complications with anything right like how do you can you separate the art from the artist or what's said at a campaign rally from the structure of the campaign rally. Um, And we like to think in a lot of ways like, Oh, we can disconnect and just praise this. But then at the same time, people just see that as praise for the Mm -hmm. whole thing, which. Yeah. Well, when you have a county podcast, that comes with the territory. Um, (laughs) Such such a lightning rod. I, I, I guess I, I don't want to like go to war with anybody who feels that way. Like I understand being very apprehensive about what was happening at this rally and the way Connie's going about it because it's so far removed from what we're used to. But I, I guess I would challenge these people and say like, don't you want to be far removed from what we're used to? Like people are so fed up with government and politics is so toxic. Like everything about it is just like, on a federal level anyway, everyone's constantly unhappy with our politicians in Congress. Like they don't feel like people we can latch onto and relate to, which, which is exactly what killed Hillary. Like people related to Trump more than they related to Hillary, (laughs) who was just this robot who spat out lines that were written out for her by a campaign team. Like she, like people don't connect with that. There is like, I guess I don't know what to say to someone who doesn't find something like this refreshing. I understand that like it can be scary in certain ways, like to see Kanye like changing his opinion on a giant issue, like in the middle, like doing one eighties on things, like reforming thoughts, like in some sense, like that's nice. Like he's somebody who listens and like thinks about things and will form new thoughts. But at the same time, like you want somebody who's going to be running the country to, you know, know all of these things already and be ready to like, counter and form new ideas on their own and research things on their own like yeah there's there's a lot to it but like if you just boil it down to like kind of standing in front of a bunch of people and having a conversation like that's incredible yeah i really like that aspect of it i think a counterpoint like to your question of people that don't like the format or don't like the the refreshing aspect right i saw people compare it to trump Uh, obviously Mm -hmm. as he was kind of the biggest outside politics i'm doing things my way is this refreshing person and like i get making that comparison but i I feel like in some ways it's unfair just because trump was the first person in recent memory to break from the political status quo when it came to campaigns does that mean that anybody that does that whether it's kanye or like if it was somebody that's like the ideal dream candidate, right? Like political background, like say AOC runs in a few years, which like dream candidate for me. But if she runs and has a campaign that's like this style, is that then going to get compared to Trump? Mm -hmm. But I can see the argument that does politics have to be refreshing? Like, is boring bad like yeah hillary was boring and robotic but at a i mean is that wrong for like a a politician to be or a leader to be does that mean she would be a bad leader does that mean that like she wouldn't guide the country in a way that's like way better than what we're experiencing now and i can see people not wanting that in the political landscape where even though it is refreshing is refreshing good yeah i guess to me like this is a major reason I, Chris, bless you for doing this. I would never get on Twitter and argue like politics or any, really anything, Kanye, <laughs> because like everything's so black and white and there's no nuance to anything. Like this is what, this is, you know, what you're getting at is people see politicians need to be this or that. Uh, people are, were sick of the politicians like Hillary. So they went after Trump. So, you know, they follow Trump. And now you're saying you're seeing all these people like, well, we want our politicians to be boring and like to be the, you know, the way they're supposed to be and presidential and um, there people latch onto that. Like, isn't there something in between? Like, isn't there something powerful about someone who can relate to people like Kanye could like in the way Trump Trump did 
which is, again, the reason Hillary lost, because she did connect with people in the way Biden does, say. Is there something between that and somebody who is good as a politician, who understands like the rules of being a politician and can set good policies and knows who to work with? Like, There's a middle ground in there. And I'm not saying Kanye's it. All I'm saying is that like he, it resembled something like that. Like he, if, and, and I'm not even saying let's give him a chance to see if he can do it. I'm just saying like it's nice to think like there's another element of politics out there that looks something like this. It, this is going to be. I mean, maybe it's not the best. I'm thinking like my initial guess was to go to uh, like dating. And just thinking about like maybe like house hunting is a better one, but uh-huh. <laughs> usually when you start dating people, you don't know what you are looking for. You're just dating anybody that seems to be like interested in you, or just like you feel that basic form of attraction for. But after you have these relationships that go well, don't go well, you start to hone in. Well, maybe not you, <laughs> like college <laughs> yeah, sweetheart. I'm a one and done guy. Yeah, uh, but for me personally, I didn't know who who I was looking for. And I started realizing, like, oh, I like this. I don't like this. Like, this person I dated because they had these aspects that I really connected to, but everything else about them <laughs> was awful. Yeah. And that's why the relationship didn't work. And then I met my wife, and I was just like, this is who I've been waiting for, and this is who, like, I've been haphazardly and just like Mm -hmm. stupidly trying to figure out that is a person that's right for me. I feel like with politicians, it's that same thing. Like you see what's out there and not connecting with it. And you date somebody that's extraordinarily bad for you, but has something that just connects with you. And then you start realizing other people have this thing, but are better people. (laughs) Mm. And can we find that person and make them presidents? Hopefully one day. And I got to say the other thing that comes from this style of campaigning, which is a good thing is that, and I'm not saying Kanye did look dumb, but like politicians suddenly have the opportunity to look dumb. Like so much of politics is like, you have like your set agenda, like your set lines, like you try to look like as perfect as possible. When you have this kind of interaction with people and people can point out when you say things wrong, which I think Kanye probably does kind of often as he's somebody who admittedly like doesn't read and doesn't pay attention to the news and politics, like that kind of stuff's like kind of iffy for somebody running for office and people are able to like call him out on things and challenge him and yell at him <laughs> in his as maybe as unproductive as that could be to like listen to and watch, you're still watching something different. Like, I guess it goes back to the refreshing thing, whether or not you find that refreshing. I definitely do. Yep. And then you get into the, like the highs and lows of that. I think a lot of what we've discussed up to this point is kind of like the, uh, theoretical positives Mm -hmm. or even like picking out the positive moments of like, Oh, it started with him having this woman up there and just like giving her the space to talk. And like, then he had this other woman and just gave her the space to talk. But you see by the end that there were like negative aspects. Like we're talking about like how beautiful they're awesome having conversation was with people, but you have, I believe her name, Aisha, uh, Aisha Mars on Twitter. She talked about, she's the one that Kanye ended up like, really yelling at like there was another yeah. girl that he got in an argument with over abortion and they kind of talked but mostly she got to like speak a little bit then stand off to the side and Kanye talked for like 25 minutes <laughs> before she was finally able to say anything again and with Aisha he has her talk starts answering questions and apparently she continued to speak behind him uh, in a Twitter video she made she talked about how she didn't like that Kanye was saying uh, incorrect information. So she was trying to tell him facts or just fact check because he has a platform. He should have these facts. And he ends up at one point, like with nine minutes left in the rally, just not talking to the crowd anymore and talking directly to her saying something about you're standing behind me and you keep talking at me and it's interrupting me and 
the visual of it did it go over well and her tweet on it has 57,000 likes and 32,000 retweets where she just explains how offended she felt about the fact that you know he listened to other people talk let them interrupt him but then she didn't have the opportunity and he, he ended up really at one point when she's back in the crowd he points at her and says that she's going to be like the the guy at TMZ that's like really making him look bad and does she want to be that person that we can't even see your face so we don't even know who you are and she pulls the mask down that she's wearing very like dramatically and Kanye kind of walks away and comes back it was an intense encounter um and a dramatic encounter and that's one of the things where it's like we can praise the aspects of what we saw and Mm -hmm. the energy of that and the positive energy of it but then there's definitely moments where that completely fell apart (laughs) yeah yeah i guess there's not much more to add to it than that like it kind of was what it was it it did become a bit of a shit show and i guess the worst part of that is it completely detracts from what the point of the rally is to, to talk about your policies to get people invigorated to vote for you to inspire people it kind of just it becomes the opposite of that like you're just watching something kind of awkward and you're watching people not be able to get out their points and ultimately you're watching kanye according to her anyway like saying some non-facts like it's it's kind of it's not even a mixed bag like that's just an unfortunate part of this event yeah and i think one of the like unfortunate things in general like the position for us as kanye fans and this comes back to often i think the criticism is that when she talks when aisha talks about what happened to her she feels very attacked in comparison to uh, the other girl that Kanye like listened to and ended up hugging. And it's one of those things where he's always reacted negatively to people interrupting him. Right. Like how many times throughout his career has he kind of told people like, stop talking. I'm talking. Don't interrupt my thoughts. I'm pretty sure he did it to Zach at Forbes during like the Forbes interview. Mm -hmm. Um, he's done it to other hosts. Like he's kind of cautioned people like don't interrupt me while I'm about to talk. Uh, he even did it here. He like quieted the entire crowd and told him not to speak at the very beginning. Uh, dude really doesn't like being interrupted when he's in the flow of his thoughts. And it's one of those things where as Kanye fans, you can point to that and be like, he just doesn't, it has nothing to do with like who she is, what she was saying or like, look at what the other girl was doing uh, we can try to make that argument but then at the end of the day like it's still yelling at like a young woman <laughs> like uh 40 how old is he now 42 42 he was born in 77 43 43 43 year old man like yelling at like a uh, a young woman yeah i mean yeah <laughs> it, it, like it, it makes me think of the harriet tubman line like again we can sit here and like try to contextualize for kanye and say like no he meant this or we know this about mm-hmm. kanye so he did this at the end of the day like kanye can say he's not a politician as much as he wants he could be he can run a a, a campaign that is you know the opposite of everything we've ever expected from a campaign but at the end of the day like his words matter his actions matter the way he acts and talks like all this is going to affect him and it should like he needs to con- be able to connect with people. It has to go beyond your ideas. And yeah. I would say like, again, theoretically the idea of this rally helps him. But if you watch it and and you're already like not on the side of Kanye, like I can't imagine this does much for you. No, no especially when like the headlines start right like and the harriet tubman line i think is the dominating headline from this that and his talk about abortion and i mean it was something it's so controversial and granted i also didn't frame that tweet i was in the midst of just like tweeting out Mm -hmm. things that connie was saying as he was saying it and i said talking about harriet tubman never actually freed the slaves uh 
just had slaves go work for other white people put it in context of executives or like at universal music or owners of universal music not being black and uh, that black people still end up working Mm -hmm. for white people and the intensity of the response to that because there were a lot of people thinking i i was saying that right (laughs) uh and even when i was like no no just reporting and like that's what he said there were people still upset like you're trying to defend it by saying the context i was like i wasn't trying to defend or say anything but it really got me thinking about it and why this line feels different to me than the when you hear about slavery for 400 years right and that was something where i feel confident telling people when they say like oh he said slavery was a choice like no he he said when you hear about slavery for 400 years and he's talked before on saint pablo about 400 years later we buying our own chains Mm -hmm. he's talked on new slaves about uh you know it used to be only black people like picking cotton but now look today everybody's a slave obviously connecting something in history to the present day and consumerism and mental and financial slavery and just the system that we have and exist in currently which connects back to all falls down and what he was saying even then about consumerism and connecting it in a lot of lines to uh slavery and just the plight of black america in the history of america but having that connection between the past and the present when i heard that line and him even finishing that quote with we're mentally enslaved it felt like a lot of the reaction to that line which i get being upset about it i get thinking that he framed it poorly or why even say it but it seemed like it wasn't as warranted. But with the Harriet Tubman line, it's one of those things where it's like, even when you contextualize the points and he's trying to say that Mm -hmm. today there's still this power dynamic that exists where the people aren't free. And this was even something Charlemagne the God was talking about today. And I've seen other people explaining like there's context that you can understand where he's coming from and agree with his commentary on where things are at today but he didn't have to disparage harriet tubman right and didn't have to dismiss what she did or uh, i guess take down what she did because she still did it and it still made a tremendous difference even if currently things are still shitty they're less shitty than they would have been because of the efforts that she put in and there's no need to devalue that yeah I, I i agree with everything you said i guess the only thing you could really contextualize for kanye which again we shouldn't have to do kanye should be able to <laughs> relay his points properly um, but he's been talking a lot about like you know white history month and how we remember these black icons and he seems to be really on the kick of well people like harriet tubman and martin luther king jr are pushed by the white community because they want to push these ideals that so much progress has been made for black people when really like those people, you know, made waves with what they did, but it hasn't led to enough. Like we're not free. We're not equal. And I think that's ultimately what he's getting at, but that's also not what he said. So it's, this is just, honestly, this is why I think Kanye kind of has no shot as a politician because we can't, contextualize everything he says for the rest of his political career like he has to say things in a way that connects with people and like stuff like this you could say a million great things during that rally all you got to do is say that one thing and everyone like has an opinion on you yep like a very strong opinion (laughs) yeah And, and understandably like you not that you shouldn't have to get context for everything but like he he should just do a better job of providing context like it's it's that simple well that's the thing to me like in this case i thought he did provide better context he he did ultimately but you're still diminishing harriet yeah i don't know 
that's the thing, right? Like, even when he did provide better context, it doesn't, like, he just had to diminish, like, this one. Even if you dislike black iconography and what white people do or how they use black iconography mm-hmm. and whatever that means, she still did what she did. And, like, that's not on her that you don't like how other people use her legacy. Uh, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, uh, I think, and I mean, granted, even still, I think most of the media headlines that I saw, like, immediately on Twitter were doing the same thing, right? Like, yeah, as right. with the, at least they're getting the quote correct from what I was seeing this time, but <laughs> it's still, like, not providing the full context in the headline. Just, like, the dismissal of Harriet <laughs> and, ah, uh, I mean, it's one of those things where it's, like, I've seen... A bunch of people commenting and with the slavery uh when you hear about slavery for 400 years as you hear me are almost say slavery was a choice um (laughs) misquoting it myself but when you when i would read those things on twitter i just add in like well this is what he was talking about but with this one i i don't feel (laughs) i don't feel any urge to try to contextualize because there's no really defending like the diminishment of harriet tubman even with the additional context yeah it's tough because like i want to defend connie and i want to give context to show like he's a good person but even if it's taken out of context like you almost understand the hate he's getting for something like that like yeah i mean he's Kanye. he's going to go to that hyperbolic place all the time but sometimes you just God, you just got to ask, like, why? why? <laughs> Can't you just talk about an issue? I don't know. It's frustrating. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's the thing. Like, if he had just made the point that even though slavery was abolished, but you look around today and the NBA has no black owners, universal music has no black owners, like, what's that say? If he frames it like that, everybody's like, great point. Like, it is true that there are these power dynamics that are still incredibly right. unfair and that exploits, like, the labor and efforts of, like, the highest profile, like, people. And, but framing it with, like, the dismissal of Harriet Tubman just, uh, Yeah, that's, uh, that's rough stuff. Yeah. Uh, so that, I think, is the major headline. And then the abortion stuff was clearly the other major headline um and i mean what a emotional moment that was i mean to me that was like one of the bigger takeaways and again you know the the theoretics of everything we were talking about earlier this kind of campaign rather like this is the kind of thing that can come from that like connie being completely vulnerable like completely human and you it isn't again just like a talking point that's been written down on a piece of paper for him to regurgitate to a crowd Kanye is like telling you how he feels about something and how he came to you know this the, the amount of emotion behind why he feels the way he feels about abortion that mixed with the fact that he's actually listening to people about abortion and their views on, like all of that like is so great like I thought that was just amazing for Kanye to do yeah, but it's one of those things that, again, like, has the double-edged sword, right? Like, we can praise him having that vulnerability and really admire the vulnerability of that moment and just the pure emotion that comes with it. But then at the the same time, it's just such a personal thing to talk about. Yes. I see a lot of people feeling very uncomfortable with it especially not knowing how like Kim feels about it. How's North going to respond to like hearing those kinds of things. Like it's still one of those things that the pros and cons of it are complicated. And I get people that, like you said, really look at it and find the beauty in it. And then I also get people that look at it and like, don't find beauty in it. Um, I do think that moment, though, is like mm, a lot of people on Twitter, not a lot, but oh, no, a lot of people on Twitter were talking about how like that moment was a clear sign of like Kanye's like ailing mental health. 
Oh God. And really? Yeah. That was a thing with like, I think they're, I don't know enough about being bipolar to point out what is or isn't in line with a bipolar episode. Right. Um, mm-hmm. when Kanye was at TMZ, that seemed to me like it was that. And I think he confirmed it later. The thing about this whole situation is that it made sense to me. If you're going to cry at something that that's what you cry at. <laughs> like, right. Uh, you know, it's been eight years since my mom passed, 13 years since my dad passed, and I still will, like, start to tear up and cry sometimes talking about them or, like, thinking about those moments. He's talking about, like, his mom fighting for his life when his dad wanted to have an abortion and how casual that conversation can feel to them at that time or how casual it f- could feel to Kanye when he was having that conversation with Kim. But then in the aftermath, when you look at, like, North is the result, that Kanye is the result. And I get why that's very overwhelming, Um, especially to miss your mom who fought for you, but then to feel like you didn't fight for your daughter and almost let her go and what you didn't have. Like, even just thinking about being in that position is making me, like, tear up. Yeah. So if there was anything that Kanye was going to cry over, that makes the absolute most sense to me. (laughs) Yeah. Man, that's a, that's a bummer to hear you say that about like the, the mental illness talk again. Like this is just another thing that comes away from any Kanye event like this that happens. Like this idea that like he needs help or like he's not like treating himself properly. Like this, like mental illness is such a nuanced, like complicated issue to boil it down to something like that. Like Kanye's crying on stage about wanting to abort his daughter. And like the idea that he was never would have been born. Like those are legitimate things to cry about. And yes, maybe Kanye's mental issues play into that, but to, you know, pretend your doctor to like analyze him from a di- I- I'm just so sick of that shit. Like I just wish people could, treat Kanye I feel like it's just an excuse to not take Kanye seriously or even treat him like a human being like it's it's starting to get a little gross to me yeah that's really one of the problems with the label right I mean that was even something I was complaining about on Twitter last night (laughs) in the response to like people being critical of me is that there was nothing I could say to some people to convince them that I was being objective or wasn't like right 100% gung-ho about Kanye that just because the handles Kanye podcast or in the past I've defended like these things about Kanye that I have no credibility to stand on with anything else involving Kanye um and that was really intense for me to experience and something that's like so superficial and pointless it just really made me think about like, okay, when you have the the label of being mentally ill, what then happens to you? And like anything that you say or do, how do people respond to that? I, I mean, not to put like the little like spoonful of shit that I experienced last night, but it just gives like some perspective on if you're like things that I've read, like I've read posts on Reddit about, there's a subreddit, am I the asshole? <laughs> and there was this guy that talked about how he had been sober. He had had drug problems for years, uh, starting in college and had like stolen from his family before, but had been clean for six months now. And when he was at his sister's wedding, one of the cousins was like watching him. And when he went into a room, like somebody else followed him in and was like, what are you doing (laughs) in here? And how frustrating that was that he wasn't being trusted just because he had the label of being an addict. And it's just one of those things where I could appreciate theoretically that idea before, but thinking about it in like a whole new way of just mental illness, addict, just whatever label that you get American, like conservative Democrats, we throw labels on people so easily. And then it allows us to dehumanize them like to an incredible degree. Yeah. You, 
you I guess you really just got to wonder how much people's personal experiences come into something like that, which honestly is, I guess, kind of ironic considering how Kanye seems to form a lot of his thoughts and policies. Like they all seem to be based on like personal things that he went through, which is understandable. And again, nice to hear from a politician. Um, but I wonder how many people have like dealt with mental illness in their life and know what it's like, like to on a daily basis feel with somebody who's experiencing problems like or experiencing depression like you you come to like learn how to react and be around people like that and and how to listen to them like there's a there's an art there's a it's a it's just a completely different way of like being of somebody and you you come to ultimately learn like they're just human and like the way you interpret them and act on them may be a little different but ultimately like this is a human being like going through something like expressing thoughts, just like you express thoughts and going through emotions like you do. I, again, there's this weird stigma that comes from mental illness where like Connie is just treated like a fucking batshit crazy person um, who he's just, you know, he's a, he's a loud guy and, you know, he just, and he says what's on his mind. Like, and people use that to like paint this image of him that it's so strange. Like if really, if anything comes away with Kanye um, and he's, you know, in his political aspirations and everything, if he never becomes president, like so be it. But at the end of the day, like we're at least getting like this giant case study and like how people react to somebody who is experiencing problems and we don't fully understand the problem. I don't know. That's, it's just so weird to see people's reactions to it. Yeah. I mean, it's driving that conversation when somebody has a diagnosis, how do you judge then anything that they do in the public limelight and if there's any time that they're not calm is that then yeah is that then an episode i mean that was the thing that another thing that charlamagne the god talked about one of his co-hosts just kept saying that like kanye was going to fall back on this was like a breakdown and like chalk it up to that and apologize and just use it as an excuse to get out of it and charlamagne said like this has just always been Kanye. Like right. Kanye has always been loud. He's always been extra. And this, he didn't think that this was necessarily from what I gathered, like a mental episode in that way. So much as like, this is just Kanye. And that's one of the things too. Like there were no mics. He's having to yell at like a loud, like a large group of people in a big room with poor acoustics. If there's anything that's going to, people are already anchored to the idea that he is prone to mental episodes or bipolar episodes. So when he's already just like yelling the whole time that he's talking and then cries, it's just so easy to go right to mental illness, like bipolar episode. Um, Whether it is or isn't, it's just right where people go because of that label. Evan, is that something that people are just going to do to anyone? Is it something where right. like this opens up or just the whole Kanye experience eventually opens up like more and more conversations around this topic and how we deal with this topic? Hmm. Yeah. And I guess in some ways, just even hearing you say that, like it must go beyond mental illness like obviously that that's not great and there is a stigma and like people react to him and form thoughts around him regarding mental illness but like at the end of the day he is kanye and people are just i guess it's just today's culture to like try to simplify everything down to like the dumbest thing possible with kanye and like this other rhetoric that like it's all a, a stunt for his new album like i think people keep forgetting who kanye west is like Kanye West has never faked any like he he is such a genuine driven person of course Kanye West wants to be president of the United States he's probably always wanted to be president of the United States and pretending like this is all just promotion for his album road is like it's just ridiculous (laughs) yeah I mean there's some element there sure but I mean you could look at the timing and be like okay like that factors in a little bit but you can't tell me you don't think Kanye wants to be president. No, yeah, that's the thing. Like, that's the thing with, like, Kanye always. Like, always with Kanye, it's hard to separate this from that. 
because it's always like <laughs> the ats. I don't know how do you combine yeah. those words, but uh, <laughs> it's always both, and that becomes such a such a complicated aspect of trying to separate. Like, okay, you separate the art from the artist, but somebody else isn't separating the art from the artist. You separate what's said at this rally from the format of the rally, but somebody else isn't doing it. You try to separate or look at the fact that this is Kanye running for president. Of course, he seriously wants to be president, but at the same time, he has an album coming out and had been quiet on this topic until this album was about Mm -hmm. to come out. So, like, even if you know that the one is true the other thing still exists and is also true. And that's like the entire Kanye paradox of just, yeah, he said Bill Cosby's innocence, but at the same time he had called out Cosby on the song facts and had called out Nike and LeBron and actually issued apologies to Nike and LeBron and then did the Bill Cosby innocent, which seemed like it's in line with just him apologizing to people to clear the air rather than a belief but then at the same time he still said it it's like how do you (laughs) how do you like land on those things yeah and i guess i guess the two the demarcation there is like you look at that and think like oh he's so complex and brilliant or you're like this guy can't get his thoughts straight yeah Right, he becomes such a glass half empty, glass half full <laughs> kind of thing. He's where interesting, no matter which way you paint it. Yeah, yeah, just completely polarizing. Yeah. Mm. Well, so I mean, the rally involved a lot of potential talk about policies. A lot of those sound bites. Um, we heard Kanye talk about some things, like with the abortion. He ended up saying that he wouldn't make it illegal, but would try to give women like a million dollars to have the baby or <laughs> like go up for adoption. Awesome. Just <laughs> these like forward thinking like points, like how can we make this like eliminate the desire, the need to take mm-hmm. that route? Um, which is one of those things where like I admire the approach, the idea is probably completely impractical. But right. That's the non that's the part of like politics you wish Kanye had. Like, it's great to have forward thinking ideas, but a politician would never say something like that unless they knew like where that money could come from. If they knew more about the system and Kanye definitely doesn't. No. And just how would the system like limit? Like, do you only get a million for the first kid? And after that, like, <laughs> nah, do you get a million per kid? What right, you only get happens? a half million on that second kid. <laughs> uh, like then you're having kids like just have kids to like have like i don't i don't want to get a job at blockbuster i'm gonna have a baby <laughs> blockbuster nobody can get a job at blockbuster <laughs> that's true i don't know why i went to Blockbuster. oh you know why i went to blockbuster because i've been watching the sopranos uh, and aj works at blockbuster just go with like um, family video or hollywood video hollywood video is also is it done i believe so Oh, shit. All right. Family Video is still rocking in the Midwest. I know that. Yeah. And I did get a job at Family Video. Um, But like, yeah, 16-year-olds, are they going to be like, oh, I'll get a job? Are they going to be like, let's have a kid and get a million dollars and then uh, figure out what's next? Like, yeah, there's this interesting idea, but problematic in execution. But while that format was very chaotic at even the best of times. I kind of did go on and do the radio interview with Chris Kalin. And he mentioned his 10 policy points and really got into each one just as like a single word and then elaborated a bit more on it. Yeah. And the first and foremost one, no surprise, was faith. <laughs> the getting us back to our religious heritage, which... I can't wait for. (laughs) And I mean, that's the thing. Like I've had people on Twitter, even friends ask me like, Oh, are you going to vote for Kanye? And the answer at this point would be no. And probably continue to be no, just because I don't believe in a 
theocracy. Like, I think America has to have a separation of church and state. And even though Kanye addressed a little bit about that, like, I think he said at one point that his religious views wouldn't, like, yeah. guide his policy. He's saying right now, like, reset nation to our religious roots, our heritage, <laughs> and still again Sounds talk like about policy. Right. <laughs> and still again in the radio interview talked about, like, the need to bring prayer back in school and mm-hmm. all of that. And it's like, no, nah, I can't. You know, it's just a non-starter for me. I would love uh, to actually have this conversation with him. I would feel so intimidated having any sort of political discussion with Gandhi because I don't feel very fit for pretty much any of it. Uh, but when it comes to faith, like I really would love to pick his brain about it because like I do, because I hate to say this because I completely believe in the separation of church and state, but just knowing Kanye and the way he looks at the world and the way he thinks about his faith, like, I think it's just got to be more complex in the way he's presenting it. It can't be as easy as like making kids say the, uh, you know, prayers at school and shit. Like there's something else about getting back to our religious heritage, like in quotes, like there must be some sort of middle ground or some way of like pleasing both sides. I don't know, like some way of doing it without like forcing my kid someday to say a prayer in class. Like, I think he wants to get to, again, this is his myopia coming into play. Like faith saved his life. So he looks at it and says like, let's save everybody's life with faith. But it's not, it's not God that saved his life. It's his belief in something greater that saved his life. That's what we should be focusing on. And I feel like maybe if you talk to Kanye, you could get to something like that. But I totally agree with you. If, if it comes to like policy and policy that's completely shaped by faith and religion, like, I just don't know. I don't know. That's, it's kind of a done deal. Yeah. I don't know if I can support that. No. And like, I do think that you're right, that there's probably more to it that would be like, Oh, that's, that's a good point. Like with most things and how it's been the theme of this episode (laughs) that there are aspects to it. that would be like, yeah, that's good. I like that. But then the other aspects where you're like, nah, can't can't get on board with that. And I mean, even Elon Musk, who when he heard about Kanye being pro-life and uh, anti-vaccine and said, maybe we have more differences than I thought, I guess he and Kanye had a follow-up conversation. And at the end of that, Elon told somebody else or tweeted that, like, we talked about it and I like still feel good about Kanye as president. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's. Again, the great thing about Kanye, he's like, he's very open about the fact that he doesn't understand everything and would like to be educated and like to have discussions. It's just, it's also weird though. Like it's, it's great for like a human being to be that way and to like shape the way they think about the world. But it seems weird when it comes to like politics, like, like the elections in four months and like you're having these conversations and changing your thoughts about things like in the moment, like when it comes to policy, setting policy, making law, like there's no wiggle room. You make the law or you don't like you limit people or you don't. And that part of Kanye and politics is weird to me. Yep. Very much so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then bullet point two: economy, sound national economy, reduce debt, eliminate student loans. <laughs> he really started the sound presidential in this. He's a little, his 10 points just laid out broken down into a couple sentences like that's what every politician does yep i i uh i liked hearing that like a lot of these i think like 80 percent of these i was like yes like this is what i would want to i would want a candidate to say and be on like these are great policies i think Hmm. what uh what was number three uh, we got education, restructure the educational system to serve vulnerable populations. That's great. Uh, present multiple vocational opportunities. That's one I don't know a ton about, but sounds great in theory. <laughs> and then he went on to talk about how he liked the word options more than opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, but yeah, it seemed like, I feel like vocation, at least where I was in Ohio, like it seemed to be like a a dirty word like oh you're gonna yes. go to the vocational school I, the I've trade school 
I have a lot of conservative relatives who, yeah, I've, I've heard all about it. It was, it was strange growing up. And then like so many of the people that I went to high school with that have now gone into like a trade Mm -hmm. have had really like successful lives from that path. And it's just like, if school didn't, limit those opportunities earlier on or make them feel like they were below you or beneath you and like compared to the greatness of education how many more people would like come out of school feeling like motivated for the next step rather than like questioning their value as a person because they didn't do well in like math yeah yeah so i like that um, and like the education system is just so fucking whack anyway. Yeah. Uh, number four was military commitment to rule of law, cut waste out. One of these days we're going to cut waste out of military spending. Everyone keeps saying it. But... It'd be nice if it'd be nice. <laughs> and then we got legal reform, which is like, I feel like this would be like the first thing Kanye says, you know, just everything he's talked about with, 13th amendment just like what he was talking about with trump that day be more equitable to all citizens especially african-americans like that would be incredible to see somebody take off yeah yeah that's uh that's a huge deal like the legal systems completely like as bad as education is the legal system's worse absolutely devastatingly worse so absolutely uh Police and prison reform makes sense and goes yep. along with legal reform. It was really refreshing to hear him say that point seven environment that he believes in global warming because I do believe we have somebody in power right now who does not. Why is that such a fucking controversy? <laughs> it, it's crazy that you have to like, you have to state that you believe in global warming. <laughs> you have to make it clear like, yeah, I believe in this thing that's 100% happening. Yeah, amazing. Uh, foreign policy was number eight. Commitment to America first policies and fair trade. That's uh, pretty in line with everything Connie's talked about for a few years now. Yeah, I mean, in 2018, he started to go around to different executive offices and different people and kind of ask about their domestic, I guess, business systems like he went to StockX. he went to a, a school down in miami that flowrider runs or pitbull mm-hmm. pitbull and then it was also meeting i think with like dan gilbert of all people uh who owns quicken loans and the cleveland cavaliers and after that went to chicago and was looking at buying um an old factory to turn into Yeezy manufacturing. But it seems like that might all go out to Wyoming now. In fact, I think just last week, the board and Cody was approving or doing the final approval for the Yeezy factory, the purchase of a factory out there that would be used for Mm -hmm. Yeezys. Awesome. Yep. Uh, Um, Then we got energy independence. That's good too. Yeah. I mean, goes in line with elon as well right as elon has been uh pretty big in the solar realm as well yeah but we definitely it seems like a just a necessary thing to invest in (laughs) yes uh and then lastly art commitment to promoting art and culture as major national priority wow that was refreshing yeah that's also a thing like i feel like when cultures explore art there's something very meaningful about that and something that's like spiritually satiating rather than when art is just buried or derided or not part of the culture like art helps create culture and define culture and move culture without it what are you yeah and you understand people and subcultures better like uh, this is just a crazy example that came to the top of my head. If half the people actually listened to Kanye songs and understood his art, like you'd probably have a better understanding of him and like what he's 
trying to express anyway. Like, I don't know, there's just so much could be gained by having a better relationship with art. I would say the relationship with art right now is, it, it strikes me as odd for a lot of people. Like, like things need to be this or that as opposed to like dissecting art and understanding it and understanding cultures. Like, I don't know what that means as a political platform, like how he would push that and try to promote that. But I, I love the idea of it. Well, you just think about like, the landscape of entertainment and that most of the art in America, I feel like these days has to be entertainment. Right. And they try to do, they try to do crossovers with that. Like Netflix is giving a lot of people voices that didn't have voice before. Right. A lot of space. Mm -hmm. Like you're having sitcoms by not just white families you're having movies that aren't just by like white male directors. It's more of a thing that's happening, but because everything is so entertainment based and also business based rather than just, we need to promote the arts and like build up culture and supported by the government. It has to make money, which limits then inherently the types of stories that can be told who's telling them and the way in which they're told. It just makes me wonder, like, would you have Spike Lee getting to make Do the Right Thing today? <laughs> yeah. So if Kanye ever fulfills his dream of becoming president, we'll find out all about how he's going to push that. Yeah, which somebody needs to. Somebody <laughs> needs to. And that's just the dichotomy with Kanye at this point. Like, I love so many of these ideas. And then the whole lack of separation of church and state just... Yep, it's tough. It's tough stuff. Well, anything? Oh, I guess with the rally, uh, it was all about trying to get his name on the South Carolina ballot. And today they announced that Kanye didn't turn in any of the 10,000 signatures he needed to get on the ballot. So I don't know if that means they didn't get 10,000 signatures, so he didn't bother, or if after yesterday he just decided not to pursue it. Um, I don't yeah. think he's commented on it yet, but I guess I would be interested in just asking Kanye, like how he felt about that rally. Like, was it a good thing? I'm sure he would say it, it was, but I don't know. It, it was just so high energy and so tense that ugh, I don't know how you'd walk away from something like that feeling. Didn't he end the rally by, I wish I could get the, he did the say exact something. Quote. He ended the rally with something like, it was the worst thing. It was the awesome thing. It was an <laughs> awesome thing. It was the worst thing. Like, it was something like duality like that that recalled the cover of uh, Yay. Yeah. Or he just read A Tale of Two Cities. <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the holy fuck of times. What was the line that Kanye said at the end of the <laughs> Ooh, rally? Get this live. This is exciting. Yeah. Tweeting it right now. Let's see if the responses are quick. Hmm. Well, in the meantime, um, what are we going to do for our Patriot episode? Because that's going to be up today. Yeah. What are we doing for the Patreon episode? I don't know. We should just decide right now while we're waiting for an answer. Uh, let's see. Kanye lyrics, something with Donda, something with politics, something mm. throwback. Yeah. Um, gosh. Is there, a Kanye, is there a Kanye topic on your mind? Should we do an AMA episode? Oh, God. AMAs. We could. I guess we could do an AMA just about the presidential rally, but that means I would have to talk about the presidential rally more. <laughs> you don't wanna you don't wanna keep doing that? <laughs> can, can I talk about something else? I wanna talk about the art. Yeah. The art that'd be nice. You sometimes forget about it. Hmm. Well, whatever we decide to do, that's up on Patreon. Five bucks a month, you can get two weekly bonus episodes plus all the song analyses we've ever done. I mean, I I, I consider that a steal, five bucks a month. <laughs> I 
I think it's quite a good deal myself. Hmm. Um, and you're supporting the show. Yeah, which we appreciate that very much because uh, it's nice to feel supported, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's nice. Uh, nobody's responding. Uh, right. John Ted up. Park. John Ten Park said he said Donda is dropping July 24th, but <laughs> I don't I don't think that's what he <laughs> It's also a lie. <laughs> and then yay for us had the gif of Kanye and Jimmy Kimmel saying I care about cool stuff. <laughs> uh okay. Well, uh anything else? Yeah. No, we'll have the answer in the bonus episode. There we go. Oh, that's a cliffhanger (laughs) if I've ever heard one. I know. See, we're getting good at this whole podcasting thing. Well, then, until the next time. Stay wavy. Keep it loopy. Hi, this is Dr. Joy. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, where communities can be disconnected, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. They believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can help build a more connected community. Neighbor to Neighbor. It takes a neighborhood.